Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Are you ready for God's word? Up until this point, you have given to God. You've given him your energy, your worship, your time, your resources, but now God wants to deposit back to you. So this isn't the time to be on Instagram or Facebook. This is the time where God wants to deposit into your spirit. And uh, he wants, he, I believe this is a specific word for the church. I've got a, a word, actually a specific word for colonial, just separate. I felt the word God gave me as I was running yesterday for you guys is advance. Advance for 2020. God wants this church to advance to take ground. And so this word I'm about to share is kind of coming off the back of that. Anything in life which has been built can be destroyed, except for one thing. Anything in life which has been built, a business, a factory, a marriage, a relationship, a friendship, it can be destroyed under the wrong circumstances, except for one thing. There's only one thing in life which can never be destroyed, and that is the church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. There will be challenges and circumstances that come against the church, but you cannot eradicate the church. We've seen that in, in, in uh, countries behind the Iron Curtain, in communist countries where they've tried to destroy the church, but all they do is they push it underground and the churches in the countries like Iran and Afghanistan and Iraq, countries you cannot destroy, you cannot eradicate the church of the living God. God is building his church across this region. And I'm not talking about buildings, even though we need buildings. I'm talking about building lives of people. And I've never been so full of expectation and vision for a brand new year, 2020. Now, we have a blueprint for Norwich and for our, our, our nation of UK. And I want to share that blueprint, something I've shared with our church recently. But I want to share it with you as well, because I believe it can help you as you take Ground. We're going to focus on two words today. These two words really do um, unwrap the purpose and the plan that God has for Colonial Church, for Soul Church, and the, the, the other churches in, in, our, in our sphere of influence. So I'm going to read a series of verses, and I want you to try and just spot two words, okay? So we're in the classroom, I'm the teacher, and I want you to spot these two words. Okay, Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Revelation twenty two seventeen says, The Spirit and the Bride say, Let anyone who hears this say, Let anyone who is thirsty, Matthew nine fourteen. But Jesus said, Let the little children to me, and do not hinder them, for such belongs to the kingdom of heaven. Has anyone spot our first word? Yeah. You are a good set of students. All right, second, second word, Luke 9.60. Go and proclaim everywhere the kingdom of God. Acts 5.20. Go 
Stand and speak to the people in the temple the whole message of this life. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You're really good. Matthew 16.15, and then he told them, into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Did you spot our second word? Go. Okay, come and go. The blueprint for changing this region, the blueprint for changing this city is come and go. Come and be changed in God's presence and go and share the good news with every person in your sphere of influence. And the challenge is this, some of us have got really good at coming. You come to church, well done. You come to your small group. You come to Chill and Grill. What a cool name. <laughs> Chill and Grill. Love that. That's coming home. It's fun grilling in the snow, but that's a different... Come to your Bible each morning. Come to your small group. Come to sisterhood. Come, 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 come. Others of you got really good at going. You're goers, going on mission, going from ministry for ministry, going hard for Jesus. Go, 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 go. Who's all the goers? Go, 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 go. I'm a goer. I can't sit still. Some of you are great at coming. Mary and Martha. The problem with everyone when we go in and go in and go in is we neglect our souls, our spiritual beings. The religious leaders of the time, they pitched a really tricky question to Jesus. In Matthew 22, 34, they said this. These are the Pharisees. It says, the Pharisees got together. And one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? They were referring to the ten laws of Moses. Ten commandments. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like this. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. What Jesus was saying here is that everything in Scripture, everything in our lives hang on these two pivotal instructions. Coming, which is loving Jesus, and going, which is loving others. If we could sum up the whole of Scripture into two words, it would be come and go. Coming and go. The first commandment is our most important relationship. Love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God. It's the vertical relationship. Everything in our life depends on our relationship between us and God. You can't reach the lost if you're lost. And, but the next part, Jesus goes on. He says, it doesn't just stop there, because some of us are really good at coming. He says, it's got to be reciprocated by going. And he says, now I want you to go and love your neighbor as yourself. One of the reasons that the UK, America, society finds itself in such a mess is the church went silent. We got really good at coming. 
our vertical relationship. And let me take nothing away from coming. The fact that you're here today is you are recharging your soul. But we got so good at coming, we got good at vertical, we lost sight of horizontal, which is going. And the church has become actually spiritually fat and overweight. We binge on podcasts, we binge, we binge on the latest craving, the latest book, we binge and we binge. And let me tell you, we need to keep coming, we need to keep replenishing our souls. But Jesus said it does not stop there. You come into my presence and then you go. You go. So I want to unpack these two words this morning. It's a pretty elementary word, but hey, I'm a pretty elementary guy. Let's just talk just for a few moments on coming into his presence. Come. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The invitation this morning is to come. To the hurting, to the broken, to the lost, to the lonely, to the rejected, to the guilty, to the depressed, to the marginalized. The invitation Jesus says today is you can come. And let me tell you, this church, you can come as you are. Can I give you something else about this church? You don't have to be a Christian to come to this church. What? We tell our church all the time, we just had our Christmas production. We had 10,800 people come through the doors of our church at Christmas. And one of the things I said, because 90% of the people who came in had never stepped foot in a church before. And I told them every service, I said, here's the good news about Soul Church. You don't have to become a Christian to attend our church. You just come as you are. You can belong before you believe. And we have people, we have atheists, agnostics, we have Muslims, we have all sorts of people who have no interest in following Jesus, but guess what? They come because they say something's different about this place. Because what happens when you come into his presence? Our job is not to change people, our job is to point people to Jesus. Jesus does the changing. Our job is just to create an environment where people encounter the living God. And so people come to the hurting, the broken, the depressed. Jesus said, so if you're here today, maybe a friend brought you along, you're just checking things out, you're in the right, you're in the right place. Come. Come. Here's the deal. Our world is messed up. People do not realize that they need to come. We have the answer. His name is Jesus. One of the things I love to do in church is stand on the door as people leave, and as people come. Because it's so interesting watching people's change. So we have church for like 90 minutes like you do, and people come in and they're like... <laughs> but in the process of worship, in the process of the word... You can't help but being changed by God's word. And they leave, and they walked in with their heads down. They walk out. Yeah. I said, what do you think of church? It was all right, wasn't it? <laughs> That's a compliment, by the way, in England. <laughs> That's I've had the best day out ever. That's like I've been to Disney. Okay? <laughs> but you see the differences in people. Now, we haven't done anything. It's the presence of God, the Spirit of God that transforms the life when you come. And when we come into God's presence, who knows sometimes opening your Bible is the most difficult thing you can do. But isn't it amazing how um, like, 
replenished you feel when you close it? Isn't opening Facebook the easiest thing? You don't get anything from it. You, don't, you never leave feeling better from social media. I've just had the most amazing hour on Instagram. I feel totally recharged. You do go, what you do go is, where did that hour go? We're doing a social media fast in our church starting tomorrow. We're doing 21 days off that sucker. I'm telling you, sometimes, sometimes to come, you've got to remove distractions. I, I'm, a, I'm pro social media, by the way. I think social media is fantastic. I think it connects the world. But I also think one of, one of the downsides of it is it distracts us from coming. Because we've got this thing constantly. That's why I don't read my Bible on my phone. Because I've got ADD. D. D. <laughs> so I'm reading my Bible and I'm like, I wonder what's happening over there on that app and that app and that app. And so old school, I use a bit of paper. Because the Bible in paper form can only do one thing, speak to you. Anyway, that's a different sermon. We have a billboard in us. We have two, two billboards. And the message we have on the billboard is come as you are. Come because... We want people in our city to come because if they can come, they can experience something that they're not going to experience at a football game, at a basketball game. They can experience. And you know what the enemy is whispering to you today? And he might have whispered this before, before you came to church. The enemy's whispering this, stay away. Constantly. The enemy hates you coming near your Bible, coming into prayer, coming into connection, coming to chilling grill, coming to sisterhood nights, coming to Sundays. The enemy hates it when you come because he knows when you come into his presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hands, there are pleasures forevermore. And so this is the kind of thing the enemy will say to you before you come to church. You're not good enough. Did you see the way you treated your wife, your kids this week? You don't deserve to come. Let me tell you, God will never speak to you like that. That is, shame is always from the enemy. 100% of the time, shame is always from the enemy. God will never, ever tell you to stay away from church. It doesn't matter what's happened, where you've said, where you've been, what you've done. Let me tell you, the doors are open and there is no shame in his presence. I want to share a story of you of someone in our church who decided to come. His name is Chris. He said, I started going to Soul Church after my mum invited me to come along. I was an atheist, but on Easter Sunday, I made a decision to follow Jesus. I'd been estranged from my daughter for a number of years, but the very next day after becoming a Christian, I got a friend request and we have reconnected. My next step was to get baptized in this moment. God set me free from a lifetime of abuse of alcoholism. I am now part of the car park team. I now have a completely new group of friends in my life. My finances have turned around. That's what happens when you come. You see, when people come into the presence of Jesus, when we come into the presence of Jesus, nothing can ever be the same again. The word come means an invitation. And the Father is inviting us to come. Every day, he's, I think I spoke last year about the, the, the tea with God. Who remembers tea with God? Four of you. That must have impacted you a lot. But that's good. Well, I'm bringing some more tea to the table today to try and help you remember 
Every day he invites us to come. Now, I don't know whether you sang this song at school, what we did in England. It's called this. It's called, I'm a little tea. Oh, really? You didn't do I'm a little coffee pot? You did I'm a little teapot. <laughs> I'm a little Nespresso pot. Sure. Uh, See, so you do drink tea. Okay, let's sing it together. Okay, this is very spiritual. Are you ready? Give me a C. It's not that. Okay, you ready? I'm a little teapot, sure, and spout. Here's my handle, here's my spout. When I see the teacups, hear me shout. Tip me up and pour me out. It's just water, it's not tea. Don't worry, I'm not ruining your new church. You know what, this silly little song is actually how God wants us to live. God wants to pour in every day. He wants to pour into you his presence. When you come, here's what happens. He fills you up. He fills you with the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. He fills you with the fruits of the Spirit. He fills you with everything you need for this week. He fills you with wisdom. When you come at his presence and you say, God, I need you, you come. He fills us with strength, with wisdom, with power, with might. Because let me tell you, we've, we, none of us know what we're going to face this week. We cannot afford to go into this week with an empty pot. That's why we come to church. That's why we come to Chill and Grill. It's not just about grilling a few burgers. It's actually about coming into the presence of God. And we come in, he fills us up. And this is why he doesn't fill us up so we stay full. He fills us up because in your university, in your college, and in your workplace are little teacups. And they are shouting, as the song says. When I see the teacups, hear me shout, tip me up and pour me out. And we literally, we pour God's spirit into others. We pour it through integrity. We pour it through our encouragement. We pour it through generosity. We come into his presence and he fills us up. Let me tell you, there are teacups all over this city waiting to be filled. There are so many empty people. We can't pour out if we're empty. We can't pour out love if we're empty on love. We can't pour out strength if we're weak. That is why sometimes you're good this year, 2020, you're going to have to drag yourself through those doors. Other times you're going to fly through them. You're going to have the best week. Other times you're going to feel shame, guilt, resentment. You've got to get yourself into the presence of God. You've got to come into his presence. You've got to open your Bible. Even though it's the last thing you want to do, it's the first thing you've got to do. You've got to open God's word. And you've got to begin to speak the power of truth over your situation, over your life. God has not given you a spirit of fear, of power, and of love, and of sound mind. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You've got to get God's word in your heart so it comes out of your mouth. Tea is no good in the pot. I'm British. I want my tea. But it's no good if it stays in the pot. There's people in your workplace who are thirsty. Not for tea, but for living water. And you've got it. God needs to pour you out. The gospel does not work until it's poured out. 
Which brings us on to our second word, go. So we come, and then we go. Matthew 28, 16, the Great Commission. It's not the great suggestion, it's the Great Commission. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore. By the way, whenever you see a therefore in the Bible, you need to see what it's there for. Therefore, let's see what it's there for. Therefore, colonial church, go! 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 And make disciples, teacups of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Christ's last commandment before he leaves to be back with his Father in heaven. His last commandment is our first priority. His last commandment, we make our first priority. Two-thirds of God's name is go. You think the hint is in the name. God is saying to those who have been saved, revolutionized, to those who are full, he's saying, now go. Go. We need to go so they can come. If we don't go, they can't come. You are here today because somebody went. Every single one of you is here today as a result because somebody went. If we don't go, they don't know that they need to come. Some of us have got so good at coming, we forgot we were called to go. So easy to get caught up in Christian ease. Christian comfort and making it all about us. Some of you have been parked up at the rapture bus stop for too long. (laughs) (laughs) Got to go. Church got so comfortable and God is stirring us up today to go to reach the lost people in this area. It was about two years ago that God spoke to me that our church was far too comfortable. We're inward. He said, I want this church to become a a church of salvation where literally every week we see scores of people find Jesus. And so we change our language. We change the way we speak because half the things we say, most people people in our city, 90% of people in our city have no clue who God is. The only thing they know is that Jesus is a cuss word. So that's, that's where we start. So the only time they ever use the name Jesus is when they cuss. That's what we've got to work with. So they come in and they're like, what is this? They have no understanding. They don't even know that Jesus is the Son of God. They don't even know what God is. They are so lost. We did a series. I've got some resources outside called Lost. Who's ever seen that series, Lost? I got lost watching Lost. We taught, us, we taught our church that our city is lost and that actually our job is to go and find people and bring them home. We did a 10-part series teaching people how to, 
how to help people find Christ. You can check that out later. But the whole thing is we, we, we went on a journey with our church and we created this thing called the Jesus is Life Wall. We stole it from Passion City Church in Atlanta. They don't need to know that. Um, <laughs> no. And so this is a, a picture taken a while ago, but there's 1,200 light bulbs on this wall. Every time someone makes a decision, they screw a light bulb in. So in Soul Church, if you make a decision for Christ... You've got to put your hand up, come down the front, climb up a ladder and screw a light bulb in. Okay, because we want to know it's real. None of this cozy, oh. Are you really saved? If you're saved, get up that ladder in front of the whole church and we will cheer. So far in the last two years, we've seen 900 people, okay, 900 people screw a light bulb in. And so the wall is near, that, that, that's an old picture, but the wall is nearly full. The wall is nearly full. But what the wall did is it went from, we went from inward to outward. Because I say to our church, I said, I'm not interested, or I am interested, but what really gets me going is not the light bulbs, it's the empty spots. Because that's your sister, your brother, your son, your daughter. And so the message is this, we come into his presence and in worship and the word we get recharged. But hey, we go. And we share the good news. We pour ourselves out. And Soul Church, Colonial Church, will not stop going until every person in this region knows Jesus. Because what happens when we go is people come. When you go, people will come. And guess what happens when people come? They go. And this is the blueprint. This is where we go back. What is the blueprint? To reaching this region. Coming and going. Coming and going. What's the vision for Colonial, for Soul Church? Come, go. Come, go. We come, we go. We come, we go. We, come. we don't come and stop. We feast, we go. We feast, we go. Can I just show you what happens when people stop going? Let me put a graph on the board for you. Um, this is actually really scary. In the first year of someone coming to Christ, they tell 20 people. They go and tell 20 people. Many of those 20 find Christ in their first year. In their third year, they tell six people. By year eight of walking with Christ, this is how many people you tell. And that doesn't change. We get because all we get good at is coming. We stop going. It's like when you go to a new restaurant for the first time, what do you do? And you have a great experience or a bad experience. You tell everyone. Oh, I've just been to this amazing fish restaurant. The service was unbelievable. The sparkling water was incredible. All of it was just amazing. And you're sitting there going, and the person's like, wow, guess what? I need to go check that out. But when you go to that restaurant five or six times, it just becomes familiar, oh, it's just, it's just the fish, just the old fish, smelly old fish, and it just becomes a familiar experience. And this is what's happened with church. Oh, it's just church. That's what Paul said. He said, I want you to return to your first love. 
Why does God want us to return to our first love? It ain't for your benefit. Who remembers the day, the night, the moment they found Jesus? I was 12. Who remembers that moment? Come on. They remember that time someone grabbed your hand. Someone led you in that prayer. You were at a conference. So, oh, you, you, everything changed. You wanted to tell the world. What happened to that? What happened to that moment? What happened? Because God hasn't changed. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it still lives inside of you. We've just got to get better at going. We can take that off. This is our plan for the rest of 2020 at Colonial. Fill up, empty out. Fill up, empty out. Mark 16, 15, he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Your pastors refuse to pastor a church that will not go after the lost. This is a church as long as there is one person in this area that does not know Jesus, we will keep going. Do you know if every person loved, invited, and led one person to Jesus in 2020, there would be a revolution. It would actually be a revolution. I want you to give your pastors the biggest headache ever this year. (laughs) Where everybody finds someone and lead someone to Christ. I want them to go, this building's not big enough. John, what do I do? If we all just took responsibility for one, I want us to pray that God would give us the privilege. It's the privilege to lead someone to Christ. The privilege. Do you know the top two reasons? Now, this is in the UK, but... Probably some of it will be in the U.S. as well. The top two reasons people don't come to church. They did a survey. Do you know what they are? Number one. Top reason that people don't come to church in the U.K. is this. They've been. Let that sink in. They've been to a funeral, a wedding, and they don't like what they see. They don't like the coldness. They don't like the experience. Why don't you go back to the restaurant? Because you've been. So people have had a bad experience of something to do with religion, God, and it keeps them away. So that's the top reason. We won't talk about that. The second reason that people don't come to church is they've not been invited. They've not been invited. 60% of people in the UK said they would attend church if someone would invite them. 60%. Why? People are lost. We are living in an age where mental health is going through the roof. People are looking for answers. This is not the era of atheism or agnosticism. This is the era of people going, we're searching. We've got, it is so easy to get people to church. I met someone at a show in June. I invited, I invited, I was talking about church. and I said, have you ever been to Soul Church? He said, no. He said, because no one's ever invited me. I said, I'm so sorry. Do you know there's this myth out there that you've got to be invited to come to church? It's a myth. We've actually, our latest billboard, it says this. It says, no invitation needed. Because people feel like they need to be invited. So I invited him. I said, hey, would you come this Sunday? He said, 
He said, yeah, I'll come. He says, but I've got one promise. He says, I've got five kids. Can they come? I said, of course they can come. He says, I, I, he says can I bring the wife too? I said, bring the wife. Bring everyone. <laughs> and he came and he found the Lord in that service. He put his hand up. But all it was was an invitation. And I'm standing there going, oh God, how many times have I missed it? We carry little invitations in our purses, in our wallets, and our man bags, bum bags, whatever bags you do have, all right? And we invite people constantly because the spirit and the bride say, come, come. And I want you to, wow, I've spoken far too long. Let me tell you, it is a simple gospel, but it's not a safe gospel. Playing it safe will not save anyone. This church is not a playing safe church. And there has never been a time in history where we need to crank up our boldness and go. John, I might scare them away. Scare them to where? Hell? I mean, what's the alternative? We either believe in this stuff or we don't. There's only two destinations for people. There is not a happy halfway house. Oh, well, if I'm a good person, I won't necessarily go to heaven because I'm not quite good enough, but I'm not bad enough to go to hell. I'll go to the happy half. No, no, no. There isn't a, there's a hell and there's a heaven. You've got to choose. We've got to help people choose. One day, we'll all stand before God. We'll get asked two questions. The first question is this, did you come? Did you come and accept me as your personal savior? Friend, God loves you today. He loves you so much. I'd love to ask you that question as everybody just closed their eyes in this moment. God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for you on the cross so that you could come into right relationship with Him. Maybe a friend brought you today. Maybe you, you found the church on a website. Maybe you, you're listening to a podcast right now. I don't know where you are, but this morning the invitation is to come, to come home, to come back to the Father's love. Maybe you feel away from God. Maybe you feel disconnected. Maybe you felt shame or guilt. Let me tell you today, that did not come from God. God wants to bring you into love and into his freedom. I'm simply going to count to three and then I'm going to pray. But I'd love to know who I'm including in that prayer. If you're saying today, I need to come home, come into a relationship with Christ. Would you just slip up your hand all over this room? One, God loves you. Two, have the courage to come. Three, just, just raise your hand right now. Long enough and high enough so I can see it. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else say, you're coming home today. You're coming into a right relationship with Christ. God bless you. Thank you. Anyone else? God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Lady over there on my left. Okay, you can put your hands down. We're going to say this prayer out loud together. Dear Father God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me. Thank you that three days later he rose again. Right now I open up my heart. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Give me a new beginning and a fresh start from this day forward. Amen. Amen. Come on, would you give a hand to everyone?
couple of minutes, I'm going to hand back over to Pastor Matt, and he's going to give you some instruction to take a next step from here if you lifted your hand. But can I encourage you to do just a couple of things? Keep coming. Keep coming to church. Keep coming into contact with your Bible. You know, those things are going to help you to grow because God is actually going to send you as well. You're going to be one of those who are going to go and help others. So we stand before God, and the first question we're asked is, did you come? But the second question God will ask us is this, did we go? Did we fulfill the Great Commission? You see, this is our blueprint. This is our legacy on earth. We come into his presence. We fill up. We give out. We inhale. We exhale. We breathe in his presence. And we go into all the world. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. Go find one. Go love one. And go win one this year. Go find one, someone who's hurting and broken. Maybe that neighbor who doesn't come out of a house. Maybe that son, maybe that daughter. Go find one and go love one and go win one. Would you just close your eyes? I just feel God's presence right here, right now. But God's laying people, individuals on your heart for this year. God's not asking you to win your street or win the world. He's asking you to win one. If you're saying, I've got one on my heart, right? Just lift your hand. Let me pray for you. Who's your one? Look at that. Those people I'm believing are going to be sitting here this time next year. Father, every hand represents a one. You died for the one. You died for the world. And Mums and dads, grandparents, granddaughters, grandchildren, Lord, they're all represented in these hands. As we come right now into your presence and we fill up, we pray that we will go out. We will go out from this place, Father, and we will see. We will see a great harvest of souls. This city shall be saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, here's what happens when we come and go. God doesn't say, hey, this is all on you. He says, I want to show you two promises that if you follow these instructions, this is what will happen for us. These are two promises from the Word of God, what happens when we come and go. The first one comes from Deuteronomy 28, verse 6. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. So, hey, this isn't, oh, I've got to give and give and give. No, there is actually a blessing. There is supernatural favor on your life when you come and go. And when you put God's word into practice, he says, your business is blessed. Your finances are blessed. There is a covering, a blessing when you come and when you go. And the second blessing is this. Psalm 121. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Preserve. You are, there is a covering of protection over your home and your family when you come and when you go. So here's the two promises. Here's the challenge to come and go. But God doesn't say it's all on you. He says, hey, when you obey my commands, 
I will bless you and I will protect you. Wow. 2020 is blessed and 2020 is protected when I come and when I go. Come, go, come, go, come, go, come, go, come, go. Amen. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.